the general message in our society lately does seem to be like a little more disposable. Like something is hard, then Mm -hmm. you you just let it go. Something is broken, you go get a new one. There's not a lot of emphasis put on work, I feel like, especially in relationships. This is Debbie, and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm so excited to share this week's episode with Lena and Bassam, who are personal friends of mine and the travel couple behind the blog, Happily Ever Adventures. They decided to start their blog after a rough first year of marriage and made it their goal to inspire others and themselves to live a joy-filled life through satisfying relationships, travel, and everyday adventures. Always ones to overshare, they never hesitate to show real life's moments along with all the beauty that exists in life. Although they run a successful travel blog, they decided to continue to pursue the day jobs that they really love. Lena is a behavioral analyst and Bassam is an accountant who owns his own firm specializing in online entrepreneurs. Listen on to find out how to balance life and work as a travel couple. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us. I am here with Lena and Bassam. Hey guys, how are you? Hi Debbie, thanks for having us. Hi, thanks for having us. So before we get to your incredible story, can you both take us to why your life is offbeat? That's a really good question. So we actually both have full-time nine-to-five jobs. Bassam has his own accounting firm where he specializes in creative entrepreneurs. And I'm a behavior analyst. I work with kids and adults with autism. Um, We're both really passionate about our jobs, but we're also really passionate about travel. So we have tried to figure out ways where we could travel as much as possible while also advancing in our careers. And then we also blog on the side. So it kind of feels like we're doing a million things. And maybe we don't have a work-life balance, but I feel like sometimes when you really love what you're doing, then it feels balanced. It's really interesting because there's a lot of people, especially right now, who are looking at your lives and a lot of people's lives on social media. And they think that you have to leave your nine to five to do what you and Bassam are doing. And you are both the living proof that you can have a balance of some sort and be able to do a job that you love, a nine to five, and also be able to travel and do your blog as well. How are you both able to do this, especially when you're doing it together? So something that has been the most challenging for us is just balancing what we each want as individuals so that we're both happy in the relationship. We have very different styles. So for example, I'm someone who thrives off of unpredictability. That really excites me. So I don't mind like picking up any time, working remotely, like not having a routine. Whereas for Bassam, <laughs> I like to have structure in my throughout my day and throughout my planning. And that's where we both have to compromise into finding a balance for both of our styles. And so that means sometimes doing it by Sam's way, sometimes doing it my way. That way we both can get what we're needing. And then in doing that, it's been interesting because we've actually learned to both appreciate each other's styles. And I think that's kind of the great thing about being in a partnership or a relationship with someone who's really different than you, because you're kind of 
put into something that's outside of your comfort zone and you get to experience it. And there's nothing like wrong about any person's style. It just might not be your personal preference. And so it's great to, you know, kind of get outside of your comfort zone, try something new and see how that can work for you. I'm a very big advocate of never saying this doesn't work for me, but always asking how can this work for me? And she's been rubbing off on me a lot with that. (laughs) Before I say something, now I'll have to remember that sentence to say, how can I make it work? (laughs) And it really shows with how you communicate with each other. How are you able to do this effectively, especially when you are both traveling together and you have this blog, this business that you do, and there's so much also going on in your other lives, in your other other businesses and careers? So we've been married for four years now, and it'll be four years next month. And we've been together for 17 years. And when we were first married, we had a really hard time with communication. We had a lot of really challenging life events happen. My mom passed away two weeks after our wedding, but Sam's sister moved out of the country who he's very close to, and that was his only family that he had in the States. And then Bassam also had a very challenging job that he didn't enjoy. So we kind of didn't handle those life stressors well, and we took it out on each other. And so that slowly affected our relationship and our happiness together. And when we realized that, we made a really big commitment to prioritizing our relationship and our communication. And so it was a really long journey to kind of repair the kind of breaks in communication that we had. But now we feel like we're in such a better place and it's always going to be a journey. You know, relationships are up and down. They're fluid and dynamic. It's not a straight line. But I think we saw what happens when you don't prioritize your relationship. So seeing the effects of that, we realized we never want to do that again. And so that's really helped us now, no matter how busy things get, to make sure our relationship is the priority. We just went through tax season and that was really hard because the sound was really busy. I barely saw him during it. So we just kind of had to figure out, okay, like how do we make now this new season work for us? So I went to his office and worked with him some nights. I worked on the blog while he did the taxes. Um, So it's just kind of getting creative and figuring out how can this work for you? I think something that was really helpful for us, uh, like that somebody shared with us was when you're in a relationship, you always have to consider the other person. So you still want to be your own individual, but it's important for the other person to know that you're considering them. So it goes a long way to ask the other person, do you mind if I get home later today? Or even just give them a heads up, like I'm going to be getting home later today. That goes a long way. Whereas like in the past, Bassam would be getting home late from work, but he wouldn't tell me and that would frustrate me. But now when he tells me, it's not a big deal anymore. I feel included. And it sounds like such a small shift, but it makes a big difference. And also, I think the way men and women communicate is so different from each other that you even, I mean, you guys have been together for 17 years. That's a really long time. And a lot of people don't understand that it doesn't get easier as time passes by. Sometimes it actually becomes harder because there's so many things, so many changes that happens and you're growing. Now you can either grow together or you're growing apart. And whatever transitions that are happening in your life can really change the dynamic that you guys had from the beginning to who you are right now as individuals and also as couples. 
Definitely. Because, I mean, we were really young when we first got together. So we didn't have a lot of stressors. It was very young and free and just fun. And so, you know, later on in our relationship, we're like, why isn't it as fun as it was before? And it's like, well, we're not the same people anymore. And that's okay. We don't need to force ourselves to be the old version of ourselves. It's important to realize that everybody changes. And I think that's why relationships are so hard because you have two people who are working on themselves and constantly growing and changing. And then you also want to grow and change together as a couple. So I think that's a big reason that makes it so challenging. But I also feel that once you know something about the other person, you expect that to stay the same all their life. Mm -hmm. But in reality, you know, people change, people evolve, and you have to keep up with the other person. And I feel that's such a, an important part of a relationship to always figuring out uh, what are the interests that are changing for my, my you know, soulmate or, or my spouse and how I can keep that going and, and exciting. And I think that's definitely something that does make your relationship exciting. There are a lot of scientific studies to show that novelty is really important in a relationship because it increases dopamine production in your brain, which stimulates the feeling of when you're first falling in love. And so a good way to do that is actually to learn new things about each other. And so that's been really cool for us because we'll learn something new about each other and it'll feel so exciting. Like, oh, I've known you for 17 years, but I still learned something new. How fun. (laughs) I was reading one of your posts on Instagram and it was really interesting because you talked about people who are swingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even though you guys are not swingers, you talked about what would it be that the other person is missing or lacking in the relationship and that's that would allow them to go outside of their relationship and look for something. What kind of a conversation did you guys have? <laughs> and what did you find out about each other? Because that is a really good exercise to do with your spouse or your significant other because we that's another thing that you'll learn from each other. Like, what are you looking yeah. for that I don't have that you would look for somebody else? I'm glad you liked that because that definitely got a very controversial response from people. Some people were like, what is wrong with you guys? (laughs) So basically, I'm just a really curious person and I like to learn about a lot of different things. And part of my nature is I always need to be having different topics of conversation. So I had listened to a podcast episode um, from a couple who was in an open relationship. And I, you know, listened to it with an open mind and that same concept of, Rather than saying this doesn't work for me, what can I take away from this? And what I took away from it was there might be things in your relationship that you're missing, but you're not going to know unless you ask the other person. So we had gone out to dinner and I told Rasam about the podcast that I listened to. And I was like, have you ever been like curious about something like that? And he's like, no, like I would only want to be with you. And I'm like, same. I think we're both like a little too like possessive, not possessive, but like we couldn't do that. (laughs) So then I was like, okay, but like, what would you need? Like what's missing from your relationship with me that you would need? And then he asked me the same question back. And it was interesting because it was actually easier to hear his answer than to tell him my answer. It feels so vulnerable to share something like that, but that's also what deepens your intimacy. Like it's so amazing to be able to share like the most vulnerable parts of yourself and then to not be judged and to still be accepted for who you are. And the things that we said weren't crazy at all. Do you, do you feel okay sharing? 
Trump. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things that like I said, I feel I'm missing is just more spontaneity. I really like, um, like Bassam, for him to be spontaneous, he needs to have advance warning that we're going to be spontaneous. <laughs> and then he's all in. But I I just need a little more like like unpredictability because um, that's something that's really important to me. And then for you? It was more of uh, like the, the our love language with the physical touch. I'm more of a like a physical touch person and Lena is not at all. She mm-hmm. scored zero in the love language for that. <laughs> so for me like i that makes me feel loved and that makes me feel uh like welcomed like when she comes and let's say gives me a hug without me expecting it that's the spontaneity part so that was something that you know we discussed and uh, she's been doing a great job thank, thank you. you and there were yeah a couple other things and it was just interesting because all of them were all things that we could easily do for each other. None of them were things that we need to go outside the relationship for. But I was really surprised at some of the things he said. Like, I was like, wow, I never realized, one, that that you wanted that, and two, that I wasn't doing that. And so it was really eye-opening. And I think every couple should have this conversation because why be sitting there thinking that you're missing things and you can never get them when really your partner just didn't know? That is such a good thing to think about for everyone who has a relationship because we are so afraid to ask for what we want in every way possible in our lives, whether it's our career or relationships. And if you just ask the other person, you never know what you may get Mm -hmm. out of it. And Also, they may be able to ask you for something that they also need and want from you. And that's a really great thing about your blog, too, is you don't just talk about travel as a couple, but you also talk about relationships and communicating. You guys should have your own podcast (laughs) (laughs) because you have really interesting topics, the way you speak to each other and the way you communicate with each other that a lot of people don't think about when they're in a relationship. And you have been together for a really long time. So you've been through a lot. Yeah, we we have been through a lot. And I think especially just in our early on in our marriage, like a lot of things happened and we didn't have a very good year last year either. Um, we were evacuated from the Southern California fires, which were still not home. But Sam's stepdad passed away. My aunt had a stroke. We just had a lot of things happen. And I felt like we handled it so much better than we did our first year of marriage. So it was kind of nice to see like we had all those tests our first year of marriage. We didn't handle it well. And then we worked really hard on our relationship. We had another challenging year, and this time we were able to come together rather than kind of tear us apart. And what we learned, what we learned along the way that relationships need maintenance like anything else that you have in life and that you use. So we really needed to work really hard to come this far and to be able to work together as a team, tackling any issues that we face versus doing it on our own. And uh, I mean, we come from different backgrounds. Uh, We grew up in different countries. So our mentality and thought process was so different all these years. And we had to find a balance and a middle ground where we both understand each other and understand how we can work together instead working 
separately or against each other. And I think it's really awesome that Bassam just said that relationships need maintenance because that's actually a really big step forward for us. Um, in the beginning of our relationship or in the beginning of our marriage, when I would tell him like we need to do things like date nights or learn each other's love languages, he would say, why? Our relationship is fine. And it took a long time for him to get to the point of realizing that relationships need maintenance. And now he shares with other guys because we have a relationship challenge that we offer. It's a free offering on our blog. And we always have a lot of, um, not to be stereotypical, but it's usually women who are coming and saying, my husband doesn't want to do this. Like, I can't sign up for it because my husband doesn't want to do it. And Basam's able to share with them, hey, look, like a relationship is like a car. Just like you take your car to get there. It's oil changed. You have to do those checkups for your relationship. And that's a big like step forward for us personally. Yeah. And do you feel like, Basam, when you're speaking to men, especially when you're just trying to get them to listen to this types of conversation with their significant other is that they don't feel like real men when they have to talk to their spouses about date nights or making their relationship stronger by communicating more? Like, does it feel like it's a gender type thing? Like women are more into it and then men feel like, okay, real men don't do that. (laughs) There are definitely some men that think think that way. Some men might feel this way, but I feel the biggest hurdle for uh, men right now is finding the time and putting the effort into the relationship. After, you know, a long day and you come home and you still have to, I feel like working on your new relationship, a lot of people just, just want to rest or maybe want to have, you know, sometimes for themselves. And then finding that time and to put into that relationship is the hardest part. That's why they try to avoid it. This is from the feedback that I got from a lot of people that I spoke to. You don't think, though, that there is a, is a sense of like men don't want to be vulnerable and share their emotions? Because I think that was a big thing for you. Well, well, it depends. Yes. I mean, some of them don't want to get deep into their feelings. And uh, and some, you know, they're okay about sharing it. But also the time is another hurdle, finding the time and, and the effort to do that and work on the relationship. Definitely. But I think like we had many years and months where I feel like where we would have conversations and you would be like very surface level and I would be like, no, but that's not an emotion. Like what's your underlying emotion? And it took you a long time to get comfortable with like that kind of dialogue. Yeah, that I agree with. It it took a while to be able to get really deep, but sometimes you don't think about the deep answers. Why? What's the root cause of whatever it is, right? You just give the first answer that comes to your head. But again, it goes back to the effort and working on finding out Mm -hmm. why and and putting the time to get to where you want to get. I mean, if we both are are working on it, so it kind of helps versus let's say if you only wanted to work on it yourself and I, I... wasn't willing on working on the relationship, then we wouldn't be able to get anywhere. I agree and I don't agree because there was a very long time that you weren't willing. Oh, yeah. And I had to work on it by myself (laughs) and that's what got you willing. And so actually that's what I always tell the women who talk to us. I say, don't wait for your husband. Like you do it yourself and eventually they will see the benefits because that I don't think you even noticed. I had to do it for a long time by myself. Yeah, but it took a lot, you know, some life events in order for me to say, I saw our relationship was, you know, getting harder and I wanted us to improve it. And I said, I want to put in the effort. Now, some people out there, we can just say, you know, I don't want to put the effort. This is 
too hard for me. I'm just going to probably keep going away from it as much as possible. And that's what ends up in a lot of relationship breaking apart. So I was willing to put in the effort. That's why you you, you saw that. Yeah. And I think that's hard too, because the general message in our society lately does seem to be like a little more disposable. Like something is hard, then Mm -hmm. you you just let it go. Something is broken, you go get a new one. There's not a lot of emphasis put on work, I feel like, especially in relationships. There's also, I feel like I see a lot of messages out there like, oh, my husband and I are arguing about this. Oh, he's such a jerk, forget him. And it's like, no, like <laughs> you guys have to like figure out a way to like communicate together. Like this is your person. Yeah, and I think that's really true nowadays, especially with everything, like all the apps for relationships. You feel like you can just find somebody right away, but most of that is not going to be meaningful if you're just looking for something easy. Because, like with anything else, it's, you know, if you're starting a business or you want it to be successful, it's the same thing with a relationship. If you want it, to be in the long run, you have to really work on it. And I think once people find their significant other, they tend to believe that that's it. Mm -hmm. I'm done. It's good. But it's always continuous work every single day, every single year. Like you both had talked about, there's so many changes that happens in your life and it changes you as a person, as a couple that you continuously have to relearn each other and what your needs are because it becomes different. So true. And I also feel like we had something in common from the beginning. And I know this is something that is important to every relationship, having respect and trust. Without those two fundamental things, I don't think I don't think a relationship can stand challenges throughout time. You know, we've always had that and we've discussed it even, um, you know, throughout our relationship that no matter how bad we get in a fight, for example, we will never disrespect each other or, or say a cuss word or anything. You know, whatever the problem is, that is just the problem. It's not necessarily that we need to insult each other uh, in order to get that point across. Uh, because once you start doing that, then things will, you know, kind of go downhill from there. And and uh, trust is another big thing in the relationship. Like no matter what happens, we always know we have each other's back, and we will never, um, you know, hurt each other at all. So I feel like that was something that is very important to every relationship. Yeah, we discussed it and came up with like what are our boundaries. So things like cursing during an argument. At one point during like a very low period, we used the word divorce during an argument. And then we realized that's also should be added to the no-go list. Things like complaining about each other to our friends. So like, I feel like there's a difference in like getting advice from your friends versus like shit talking your person. And like, that's your person. Like you don't want to ever like make them look bad to other people. And that's a struggle we even have um, sometimes on the blog because I want to be really honest about things with people so that they know that they're not the only ones. But I also don't want to make them look bad in any way. And so I'm always trying to find that balance. So I think it's important to talk to your significant other or your boyfriend or girlfriend and find out like, what are the areas for them that are a no-go and have those rules. That way you both know kind of what, what's going to be detrimental to you? Do you both have 
specifics, especially when you're communicating with each other that are your go-tos. For example, like the way you have a list of no-goes during arguments, are there other things that you would recommend other couples do as well besides that in order to be able to communicate with each other? So this is a new strategy that we've been using probably like for a year now, and it's been extremely helpful for us. And we call it active listening. So one person goes at a time, the person who's going first explains how they're feeling and why. And the why is really, really important because what we've noticed is that you're never fighting about the thing that you're fighting about. There's always an underlying reason. So for example, if you're arguing about you didn't do the dishes, you never do the dishes. It's really probably not about the dishes. It's probably like you're feeling taken advantage of. You're not feeling like your time is valued. Like there's something deeper. So figure out like your deeper answer and then explain it to the person. So when you do X, Y, and Z, it makes me feel X, Y, and Z. And then the other person says back what they heard. And this works in two ways. One, you can make sure that the person's actually understanding your meaning. And two, the person who's listening actually has to listen rather than be planning what they're going to say next. And we've found because me and Basam are so different and communicate really differently, When we would do this exercise, we found the other person wasn't getting the point. They were taking it completely differently. (laughs) And so that gave us the opportunity to continue to talk about it until we felt like we were on the same page. And then you flip. Then it's the other person's turn and you do the same thing. So that's been super effective for us. Also, like what we've learned, which is also critical, like if I say a comment and Alina might uh, understand it in a certain way and let's say if it offended her. Instead of her, you know, saying something back uh, and and uh, or becoming defensive, uh, she would say, "Okay, I understood it this way, and you know, this kind of offended me. Is that how you meant it?" And then this way, I can explain my side if I probably said something uh, that she misunderstood or I said it uh, in the wrong way. So that had helped us uh, tackle a lot of the issues and and work on them uh, by just explaining ourselves and being clear about our intentions. We actually let, you know how people always say like, let go of the little things. We actually like to not let go of the little Mm -hmm. things because the little disagreements are actually the ones that are easier to work through because you don't feel so emotional about it. You don't feel so invested in it. And we've found in working through small things like that, we've been able to learn each other's um, communication styles better because we are able to learn when someone says, when that person says that, that's not how they mean it. Or when they do that, they don't mean it in the way that I'm taking it. And so it, that's been really helpful for us in just learning each other. Yeah. And I think that leads to a lot of arguments and miscommunications. And like you both are saying, people will hear something completely different than what you're saying. So that leads to a lot of arguments and heartaches. And if they do the exercise that you're talking about, that will lead to a lot less heartaches in the long run when you're communicating with that other person. And this is also not just for, you know, relationships that are your significant other. This could also be for friendships and for family too. That could be a good exercise. Oh, for exercise. sure. I think it's helpful for all relationships. And I think the thing to remember, if it's hard for you, like, 
that's normal. It's really hard because we're not used to sharing like our deep emotions. We're used to talking surface level with people. And when you have to share your real emotion behind something and the real reason why it hurts you, that's usually really vulnerable. It's usually because of things in your past. It's usually like, it's always a deeper meaning to you. And that can be really scary to share. So I think it's also important to have that foundation of trust. Like we have a foundation of we are in this no matter what. It doesn't matter what you tell me, we're going to figure this out. I'm not going to be like, okay, that's too much. I'm out of here. And so I think that really helps in terms of being able to say some really scary things. Now let's fast forward to 30 years from now and you're both looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Well, we want to have um, three kids. So I... She has an order too. I do. I want girl, boy, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So I would really like to leave just a happy family legacy. Like we're so excited to travel with our kids and just do fun activities with them and teach them to be really kind human beings who do good in the world. And so that's, I hope that 30 years from now or whenever I get to the end of my life, I can look back and say, I lived everything to the fullest. I did everything I wanted to do. Even if there were some things I couldn't do, I'm happy with the choices that I made. And I see that I now have three kids who are going to continue to live that legacy of being happy and doing what fulfills them and also doing good in the world. I feel like also when it comes to family and kids and giving the love that is more than they deserve, I feel like, or more than they want, because that love will affect every human being in the future, especially if you receive a lot of love when you're young and when you're growing up, you have a lot of love to give to your family and to people in your daily life. So I feel like that will have a huge impact you know, on the future. So the more you put in of something, the more it's like harvesting. And the more you plant the seed, then you'll harvest a, a, a tree later or something. So this is from my end. And for people who are looking at both of you who are also in a similar boat where they have a nine to five, but they have these other passions and they want to go into, what would be your advice to them, especially when it becomes really overwhelming? So I think it kind of depends on what kind of job you have. For me, I do tend to use all of my vacation days and maybe then some. And so something that's really important is never slacking at work. So I work really hard to make sure that if I'm going on vacation, everything is covered. So like, for example, next month, we're going away for three weeks, which is almost the whole month. And my boss is not happy about that. But I covered all of my billables this month for next month. And I have full coverage for everything. So I think just making sure it never puts anyone else out is really helpful so that no one can really be upset when you're requesting time off. Another thing is just to like try to utilize like little things. Like we tend to travel on red eye flights. That way we can work that day. And we tend to try to arrive in the morning. That way we can also work that day. So you're not having to use your, you know, commute or flight days as vacation days. Um, The other thing, like if you can try to negotiate working from wherever you are, um, I'm lucky in that half of my job can be worked remotely. And so sometimes I'm able to negotiate 
working from wherever I am. The other thing you can ask is, can I work like extra? So like, can I work on the weekends to get like extra vacation days? So just be like creative about like ways that you're coming up with things. But Sam has his own business. And so that was really hard for him in terms of how am I going to take time off when this is my business? And so that has limited him a little because it is the first year of his startup, but he just has to work when we travel. So there's no easy way around that. Like he works for himself and the work has to get done. So he just works, like we'll spend, you know, the night sometimes working or like last time we went on a road trip to France, we got an apartment and we spent one day in the apartment working. And it also helps with the time difference, especially if you go to Europe, their nighttime there is, you know, daytime here. So it kind of helps if, you know, you need to uh, talk to clients or talk to your boss. So uh, it's, the timing works perfectly. There's really no easy answer. Like, as you can see, there's a lot of work. I think it really boils down to, is this a priority for you? And if it's a priority for you, then you will be willing to go the extra mile and put in the extra work to make it happen. And if it's not a priority for you, like, that's okay too. Like, I think sometimes people have to ask themselves that because I feel like a lot of what we see on social media is all of these things are possible. You can do anything you want. And yes, you can but you really need to want it. So you have to ask yourself, like, is this something that I want enough to sacrifice something else? You always have to sacrifice something. So what is it that you're willing to sacrifice and what is it you're willing to sacrifice it for? Yeah, and you both make it look so beautiful. So it's easy (laughs) to see that and be like, oh my gosh, Lena and Basam are living these amazing lives, but they don't realize it's takes so much work to get to where you both are at this moment. Definitely. Like right. And And right now is a really hard one. Cause again, tax season just ended. And so now like Basama swamped with all like his regular stuff that had to be put on hold during tax season. So we're really not seeing each other right now, except for, like I said, if I go work with him or if we have errands that have to get done, we'll turn those into dates. Like we'll just say, okay, this is our quality time. And when we go into it with that intention, then it really does become quality time. But again, it's it's knowing that it's okay when you have phases where it is busier or you are working more. You just don't see those things on social media, unfortunately, but everybody has those phases to be able to do the other cool things that they're doing. Yeah. And I love that you both share all of these different types of phases that's happening in your lives and your relationship as well. And you both give such great tips on how you're able to make it work and the struggles that you're both going through as well. So I'm so happy to be able to speak with you guys today. Now, are you working on anything currently that is really exciting for both of you? Um, So for me, we have just been launching a couple of cool challenges that I've been having a lot of fun with. So we did a six-week relationship challenge where every week we tackle one aspect of a healthy relationship. And this month we were also doing a joy challenge because joy and positivity and happiness is really important to me. My mom had ALS for six years, and so I watched her as like everything got robbed away from her, the ability to eat, to speak, to walk, but she never lost her joy. And that was so amazing for me to see that that's the one thing that can never be taken away. So I like to bring in my behavior analysis to also happiness. And so I'm running a happiness challenge where every week I give a strategy that you can try and that you can adapt during difficult times. So that's been really fun to kind of experiment with things like that. 
Yeah, and I think we need more of that in our lives. We definitely need more of those types of exercises because we sometimes just focus on the negative and we don't realize how much we have in our lives already. Now, if our listeners want to know more about you guys, where can they find you? So you can find us on our blog and on our Instagram at Happily Ever Adventures. So there's an S at the end, Happily Ever Adventures. We're really active on both our blog and Instagram, and we'd love to hear from you. So if you want to leave a comment on a post or DM us, we always try to get back to everyone. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks for having us, Debbie. This was great. Thank you, Debbie. We enjoyed talking to you. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Lena and Bassam. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview with a couple where they share how to set up a business as a creative entrepreneur. Hey, Offbeat family, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast. Suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life or send me a message at hello at theoffbeatlife.com. I can't wait to hear from you.